Welcome, my name is Amapola Ramirez and this is Chicana Moms Podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you my story, my story as a Chicana and my knowledge. I am a certified health coach, a therapist, a mother, but an overall Chicana. We all have many things in common, but I know for sure we have one thing, that our parents sacrificed their lives to immigrate into this country for a better life. I have created this community for you, my Chicana sister. Porque unidas, creamos cambio. Hey, Chicana moms, ¿cómo están? Espero que estén muy bien. Thank you so much for deciding to click at Chicana Moms Podcast and to hear me out on these topics that I love to share with you. Um... I always try to give you an example of my life and today I wanted to attach it to something that I unfortunately went through um, about a week ago and it was one of my biggest like nightmares you guys like it was one of my fears of of ever being hit by a drunk driver like I would always see it on TV and I'm like god please like can't just people understand the importance of not drinking and driving and I would pray I'm like siempre me persigna el carro I don't know if people do that but I do that every single time I get on the freeway <laughs> so I don't care it's something that I feel that it's a reminder for myself God is with me um and I'll do the nombre del Padre el Hijo el Espíritu Santo and then I just like drive Um, but that was one of my, my fears of being hit by a drunk driver. And unfortunately it happened. Thank God it, no one was hurt. Our cars were, got messed up. Um, but let me share with you that experience. Um, I am the oldest cousin and, um, I have my son who's 17 And I just love the fact that they like to spend quality time together. So um, I like to take them out and just like explore. And one, they're really good kids. So it's not like I'm going just to see what they're going to be doing. No, it's not even like that. It's just that I just love to spend time with them. It, they're just amazing young kids. So on this Friday night, Um, or I think it was Saturday night, no me acuerdo. Pero um, I had my little cousins, I had my son, and I had my best friend's daughter with me. So I get on the 60 freeway, and I had, before I got on the freeway, I noticed this man, like, well, this person, because I wasn't sure if it was a female or man, but um, he was, like, swerving a little bit, and he was going really slow, but I didn't think anything of it. I don't know why, but I just kept going. Um, and I, like a mile away from where I first had seen him when we got on the freeway, um, I was going about 50 miles an hour or so. Um, and he hit me from behind. It was very scary um, because, you know, cuando no te esperas un golpe, like it's like the worst. Thank God we were all okay. Um, but I think... I'm not sure if he was going to take off or not, but I followed him. And I think that he probably thought the first thing I was going to say was to cuss him out. For me, you guys, 
I don't know, like, this is my second car accident, and in both situations, I've been hit, like, I don't hit someone, thank God, because I don't ever want to, um, but I don't, I don't get mad, one, I don't know them, they don't know me, it's, I can't take it personal, and it's an accident, the first thing I said when I got off the car, I said, are you guys okay, um, I guess they were thrown off because they probably thought I was going to cuss them out. But no, I did not cuss them out. And they look a little cholito looking um, kind of guys. But I don't, I, you know, they did. And just because they did didn't mean like, I had to get all like ghetto and stuff because judging them. No, that wasn't never my intention. I just wanted to make sure everyone was okay. So they were, you could tell they were thrown off as to what the hell? Like, why is she being so nice? Like, we just hit her. Like, it was, it was interesting. But um unfortunately he was under the influence i did ask him and he said he had drink he had drank um alcohol and um it was just like a little bit of chaos um in that situation he said he didn't have driver's license or insurance but um i mean at that point when they say that what can you do you know um so we i i didn't end up taking my my youngsters, um, to, we were heading to Santa Monica, the pier, but it didn't happen. And I guess that's okay. We can go another, another time. Um, but I just made sure at some point to kind of help them process, like, are you guys okay? Um, I'm going to share with you something that I was kind of like shocked, but on me, like I've had, I know myself, like when there's something that happens, que me asusta, it doesn't hit me right away. It takes time so it can like just like click. It's so weird and it's understandable. It's my my mind just trying to not, trying to keep me cool, you know. Um, but I felt it like on Saturday. On Saturday, I felt it like a week later. I felt this anxiety, like I would replay in my mind the way I was hit and how it felt. And and it's so normal, you know, the anxiety kicks in, like, ¿Qué hubiera pasado si estuviera un troque enfrente de mí? Or, you know, like that. And I'm just trying to bring myself back to be like, no, 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 hold on a second. Like, that didn't happen. I'm alive and I'm so grateful um, because I, I believe in God and mi virgencita, like, I'm just like, thank you so much. He is like looking out for us. Um, And I'm so grateful. So, so grateful. Um, Wear your seatbelts all the time. Make sure that every passenger in your car behind you has a seatbelt. You might assume they do, but always make sure you look back and see. Um, All of my youngsters in the car had their seatbelt on, but I'm just saying that, damn it, like, Sometimes we assume, right? You get into a car and you think like, oh, um, you know, ya se pusieron el cinturón, but you never look if they actually did. So I think it's really important um, because it's it's scary out there. I mean, as I'm telling you this story and I was a, as I experienced it, obviously myself, like it takes me to to think about that gentleman. I don't, I don't know if I should call him gentleman, right? He wasn't a gentleman. He wasn't being responsible. But either way, like the man that um, was intoxicated, obviously as a therapist, I just think like, what is his story? You know, I'm, it's, to me, it just looked like it wasn't the first time. Um, 
based on just how he was like talking and certain things he was saying like and I just think like it sucks like he probably has a story of of not feeling belonged or not feeling loved and and I had a lot of compassion for him even if yeah unfortunately he hit me you know but it is what it is and I'm just grateful everyone was okay um and then I just said you know what like this numbing thing in our society is getting out of fucking hand like it's getting out of hand the cost of living is ridiculous the stress sometimes people don't have time to have quality time with other people in their lives so parenting gets affected you know like trying to be there with our kids as much as we want um this numbing thing is serious and i'm just i'm not just talking about substance abuse but i'm talking also about you know other things like gambling um it can be from smoking um consistently always like anxious and nicotine and you know all this anxiety um shopping and i mean so many things that unfortunately we use as human beings to numb our body sometimes eating disorders or like um just eating a lot overeating um food that's not healthy because we're just sometimes depressed or bored or whatever it is but i think this numbing of emotions is something that many of us at some point um have experienced or are still going through it um and unless we get that professional help to be able to help us get out of that gunk and just own our emotions is what's going to be able to give us some sort of like guide to know how to get to that healing place that we want. So yes, every individual is very different. Um, maybe I've always said this before, like it can take a therapist to help you. It can take reading a book. It can take watching a badass like YouTube video that's going to motivate you. It can take a stranger to give you advice. Like, you know, it could be a teacher, a coach. It can take just one person to just have you understand the importance of life or even you within yourself, bringing silence into your life and realizing many things about who you are and what you want to do in life. But either way, in today's topic, you guys, I want to really talk about this numbing our emotions and just to be able to to expand that like in our minds and in our hearts so that we can understand like am I numbing my emotions and if so how the heck am I doing it because sometimes we're effing up sometimes we're you know we're living we wake up every day without realizing that throughout the day we continue to numb and it's it's danger zone it's danger zone to the fullest. Um, and I think we need to really reflect on that individually if you feel you're numbing. Um, and I'll share some of my experiences as well because no one escapes at some extent the numbing of emotions because we're human beings and we're just trying to survive. We're trying to love and be loved. And we have these high expectations that are very unrealistic sometimes. And it's really hard to just bring ourselves down to this realistic approach and not fight reality. So 
I guess, you know, let's just get started on this topic of numbing our emotions. So emotional numbness is when we numb our mental and emotional process. So we shut out our feelings. And pretty much what happens is that it becomes a way of life to protect from further emotional or physical pain. Because obviously, if we've been hurt emotionally or physically, it's It doesn't feel good, obviously, like, you know, common sense. But one of the things about emotions is that it like provides us like an automatic feedback um, that can keep us safe. And for example, if you know, like, hey, I triggers me to talk to this specific person because they make me feel, you know, they're always shaming me. Those emotions are there so that you know how you start to feel when you're in front of that person, if that makes sense. Or when you talk about specific situation or when you think of an experience that you went through that wasn't, um, that wasn't good, that it hurt. So it's better to shut it out, out of sight, out of mind. And let me just kind of put you away. And we began, we began to numb and, you know what? The emotions are also like a good thing. Okay. They can motivate us to take action and empower us to make decisions in our lives. Even if they're good, good emotions and those emotions that we don't like in our lives. Um, but an emotional numbing is a protective defense. So we have to really kind of take a step back and be like, what am I protecting myself from? Whatever numbing situation that you're going through or that you know someone else is going through, the question is like, what are they trying to protect themselves from? From a situation um, that they experience that obviously they don't want to relive in their minds, but it's still there because they haven't been able to talk about it. Sometimes it takes every single human being a very... Like the time frame of healing is very different. So when we make that profound decision to speak out and share something very scary for us or a situation that we went through, um, it's a lot of vulnerability, you know, because we don't know at some point or how are they going to take me? Are they going to judge me? Are they not? Are they going to understand me? And I've had people um, tell me, you know, it's just sometimes really hard because even if I talk to you about it, it's not like the situation that I went through is ever going to go away. And my input is always like, who told you that by not talking about it um, would not help you? They said, well, I did. I'm the one that's been telling myself, even if I talk about it, nothing's going to happen. But obviously, um, you know, when you talk to a therapist, we implement CBT, cognitive behavior therapy, to be able to help them 
you know, shift those negative thoughts to positive. And it takes, it takes a while for, for you to recondition that mind to not think so negative. It takes work, you guys. And I think that's where as human beings, we, we want the time. We want so much time in life, but we don't appreciate it. And we, even if we have it, sometimes we rather use it for other things, which is like, the energy and the time to numb versus to confront our emotions. Confronting our emotions is, it fucking sucks sometimes, but it's our responsibility to be able to just own them. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. And that is okay. That's okay if everyone's different. And just because certain family members, you know, in our lives um, have healed a little sooner than, than us, that's still okay. It's not a raise. Like, it's not a competition. We should never view life in that, in that manner. Um, but our emotions are part of us human beings. And, and any time you feel sad and any time you feel drained, anxious, frustrated, angry, disappointed. Just close your eyes. Put your hand on your chest. Breathe. Take these deep breaths and remind yourself you are a human being. That you are not the only human being with these emotions. And it's a proven fact, you guys. It is a proven fact that as human beings, we have the ability to heal. If at some point you thought in your mind that you're never going to heal, stop lying to yourself. Because it is possible. I think at some point we want things so fast that it's like, it's too much work. Never mind. I don't even want to think about it. And that's where a lot of the numbing comes. So whenever we... We numb, pretty much what that stops us from doing is experiencing pleasure in our lives. We also stop engaging in positive interactions. As a Chicana, you know, I, I would see a lot of my uncles and um, like drinking a lot. And as I got older, it's always like alcohol is always like a must when you go out to have fun. Um, I don't drink beer. The only thing I will drink here and there is tequila. And when I say here and there, it's not like every week. No, it's like in a month, I can honestly use one hand to tell you how many drinks I've had of tequila or shots. I should say not drinks because shots. (laughs) But I see that sometimes, you know, when we take that shot, Or for those who drink more than just a shot, you become like not you. You become sometimes very emotional. You become happier. Um, You become maybe aggressive. But that is not who you are. That is a stage of numbing because of sometimes having a difficult time just being in this space of owning our emotions because sometimes they fucking suck. Sometimes they do suck. 
And I learned a way throughout my life and getting input um, that emotions are like visitors and they're going to visit you to teach you a lesson. It's for a reason. You have to be able to do the work. Why am I feeling sad today? Why am I feeling anxious today? You guys, we know the answer. We know the answer. Sometimes we refuse to admit the answer. And sometimes some people need a little push to be able to understand what that answer is. But the answer is always within you. In therapy, as therapists, we don't give you the answers. You come up with the answers. So if at some point you're listening to this and you're like, wait a minute, you're telling me that when I feel depressed or when I feel sad, I mean, well, same thing, right? But when I feel anxious, I have the answer within me. And why is it, not, why is it that I am not using it? Because it requires, it requires for you to process those emotions a little bit more in depth so that you're able to understand where the root is. But the answer is within you. Now, another thing that's, that emotional numbing stops us from doing is being part of like social activities, being present, right? Um, it interferes with openness for intimacy. Sometimes it's holding ourselves back. It's kind of like, you know, I want to be with a partner, but I really don't want to express how I really feel about them because what if I get rejected? Because all my life, I've grown up being rejected, especially by my mother or my father or previous relationships. So that word rejection has always been with you, which is something that triggers you and scares you. So it's better just not to be in that place of just being you. And a lot of the times with like emotional numbing, um, it interferes with problem solving. If you drink, um, if you overeat or if you are addicted to shopping, if you're addicted to pornography, whatever it is, um, at that point, you're not able to rationalize many things that are in front of you because you are distracted. You're distracted by that numbing. So if there's a problem in your life and you're like, oh my God, this is so stressful and I just can't deal with these like emotions, you won't forget it. I'll deal with it later. So you have a difficult time learning how to confront a problem and to solve it because you already conditioned yourself to just numb. Because at some point in the present moment, it feels like, okay, it feels good. But the problems in your life continue to creep up. So it's really important to learn how to be able to solve these problems. But it has a lot to do with reflecting with ourselves. Like, What are we emotionally numbing? What are we doing? Me personally, you guys, like in the past, and I've shared this in previous episodes where shopping was like my addiction if I was bored what store am I gonna go to no salia de la target like oh my goodness like it 
it was weird. I would go for one thing. And I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one, but either way, even if we're not alone in that, at the end of the day, it's some sort of like addiction. Like I need it. I need it. I find myself right now in my life decluttering my home. I have been doing it for a while and it is the most amazing, fucking crazy, beautiful feeling ever just removing things. I would look at things, you guys. I'm like, why the F did I fucking buy this? Like, why did I buy this? Oh my God. It's just crazy. The things that I just felt so stupid of like, why did I buy this? Thank God I have improved. Don't get me wrong. I still like to go to the stores, but I'm extremely more cautious. But that was something that really, I felt that at some point was eating me alive. Um, I feel more in control. I'm not perfect, okay? But I am, I do feel more in control as to where my money is going to. Learning that we vote with our money, you guys, it is awesome. I always try to purchase things that I need, that I can use many times in other areas, if that makes sense. One of the things for me is I, I love purses. So I found myself getting these like small and medium and large purses and now I've decluttered to where I'm like I have these purses for these events and they match with everything that I have in my wardrobe like in my closet so it's I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the wardrobe the uh, capsule wardrobe but it is that's what I've been using for the longest time already um, because I love a lot of like solid colors and you can mix and match with whatever and black is my favorite color and no I don't think it's depressing but I just think it's elegant that's the way I perceive it I don't know but anyways (laughs) I'm just sharing with you how my previous addiction of shopping really wasn't bringing me in this in a safe emotional place in my life and and this is where I think a lot of people might probably thought the same thing because I, I would be like, well, at least I'm not hooked on substance substances. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, it's okay. I'm, I don't have a problem. But then when I started seeing, like, I felt so overwhelmed that my drawers, any cabian, your stuff on me, <laughs> the closet, the hangers, the, all that started to affect my mental health. And I would get so frustrated. And then my husband would be like, do you really need all of these things? And I'm like, yes, you never know when I'll need it. That I stopped saying. I'm just like, no more. I got to this point of just accepting my emotions and being, and and this is what I would tell myself, you guys. Like I would tell myself like, you know what? I'm bored and that's fucking okay. It's okay if I'm bored. I don't need to go shopping. I'm just going to clean and organize my home. I'm going to declutter. I, would, I, I love Pinterest. I get ideas. Just, as long as I get one slight like idea of how to move one thing for one area, it's like my energy. And I go full-blown and I remodel. I use the things that I already have because, like I said, I already had so many things that I had purchased. But I start to remove, declutter, get rid of the things I don't need in my life. And 
it has helped. It has helped and it takes work, you guys. It takes work. And I think we all at some point are numbing in different ways. But if you at some point think of what is my numbing, think about it. It could be food. It could be sex. It could be gambling. It could be smoking. And it could be just, I mean, many different things. If you don't know, then, and you feel like, I don't know, maybe you are and you're just like not ready to admit it to yourself. And that's okay. But what's going to happen, well, I shouldn't say that's okay, but either way, like no one can force you to realize something until you're ready, right? That's what I'm trying to say. But if you um, are not ready, usually it's either you change on your own, taking the action on your own, or life will change you. There's always going to be that glass wall you're going to hit when you are doing things you're not supposed to because you are not meant to be um, emotionally numbing. It's okay to not be okay sometimes. I When I first heard that in grad school, I was like, oh, get the F out of here. It's okay to not be okay. That I took that and run with it, you guys, and I say it all the time because it is. It's okay to not be okay. If you feel at the moment like, you know what, I need to start changing, just think of it. Think what is the plan that you want to do. Take action and then reevaluate it. Did it work out for you or not? You know, so... A lot of this like emotional numbing is avoidance, it's denial, it's detachment, and it is very dismissive of the things that we are going through in life. And we want to be able to pretty much learn how to process our emotions and how to solve problems in our lives. Um... And learning how to manage our emotions, you know, to be able to enjoy those experiences in our lives and to be present, um, to process feelings in a very safe manner, you know, and express and approach your emotions with different tools like in therapy, um, like CBT, to be able to be mindful of your emotions and having compassion with yourself. Be patient. It's okay. Just be compassionate to yourself. Take care of yourself. Do a lot of self-care so that you're able to pretty much like be in love with yourself. I think, you know, I love to be by myself. I really do. I've mentioned this before. Don't call me crazy or anything like that. But like, I think out loud like a lot. (laughs) My husband knows that already. So when he walks in, he's like, before he's like who the heck are you talking to I'm like okay in the beginning when we were um got together I was like I I think out loud a lot I have I think that has a lot to do with um uh, with me growing up developing that like profound relationship with myself because I didn't have anyone to talk to about my emotions so I I was very um, creative and my imagination was really out there um, because I mentioned before, I was emotionally, physically um, abused. And at that point, I felt like I was removing myself from reality. And I think that, I, I don't know, talking out loud or thinking out loud um, is something that's always helped me process different things in my life. And I might be wrong in some things, but so far, so good. 
not just by myself, but the help of other professionals who have been able to give me their input. And it's just really amazing to learn from them, you know, and to learn for myself, of course. Um, so here are some tips, you guys. Here are some tips as to if you feel like you're emotionally numbing and you don't know how to get out of that gutter, um, find your support system, you guys. Reach out to others. And it might be very difficult, but really find out if it's if you have a very, what many people tell me, toxic family members and you can't really reach out to them or your partner is not really the type that understands, then here is a resource that you can call, which is a national helpline. And they provide treatment referrals, um, information services. It's English and in Spanish. And they focus on mental health and substance abuse disorders. And the number is 1-800-662-HELP. Again, it's 1-800-662-HELP. And you can pretty much reach out to them if you want to get guidance as to how to start your treatment to be able to help yourself out with that. Another thing that can help as well is exercise and engage in physical activity. For me personally, you guys, like I love to walk and run, but like exercise and to like all these movements, like, oh Lord have mercy, like I'll do my best, pero no duro mucho tiempo. Like I am like seriously I am not going to lie to you. I'm not the type that can be like, I, I, I'm working on it. I want to be there because I've heard people say like, if you have never felt that you would be a very active person, like to do exercise on a daily basis, as long as you push yourself, even when you feel lazy, it's like the best because you're conditioning your mind. And so far, so somewhat good. <laughs> I voy, I voy poco a poquito, but um, staying physically active and engaging in exercise that you enjoy um, not only benefits your health, but it, it could also reduce the symptoms, symptoms of depression and anxiety. And I strongly believe that because when I start feeling some sort of anxiety, I started to jump in jags. I, you know, I start doing my little workout and no duro tanto, pero it's like I try, um, but it works out. Then after I feel like my heartbeat is pumping real fast and that's what I needed just to kind of like distract the mind from whatever chaos, because it's normal for Many of us to have anxiety, but make sure that you don't feed that anxiety. It's okay to just say, you know what? I'm feeling anxious right now. And breathe. Breathing it in and out. And just like, what's stressing me out? Oh, that's stressing me out. The interview. How many interviews have I gone to in my life? Mm, Several. Okay, so what's the difference now? You know what I mean? Like questioning, like where is that fear coming from? Um, the other thing that is very important is to get adequate rest. Oh my goodness. It's like the quality of sleep and the amount of rest are very important. Um, pretty much, you know, managing the symptoms of any physical, emotional, and mental health issues. It's important to be able to make time to be able to get that adequate rest. If you're the type of person that says, you nunca falto el trabajo because you know, that's important to me. Okay, good. But shouldn't your mental health be more important so that you can be more productive? You know what I mean? And another tip is to minimize stress. 
So both daily stressors and overwhelming stressors are major contributors, contributors, I should say, to emotional numbing and stress. We're going to have it here and there. Of course, we're human, but learn how to manage it, you know, making sure that you don't, you don't avoid your emotions, your feelings. A lot of the times what, what I do is just to relax and to be mindful and of my emotions. And I like to meditate um, and just close my eyes for like 20 minutes and just listen to silence and just sit with my emotions and process them and, and ask myself, like, the fears that I have, are they facts? Who's telling me this? Because we can totally we can totally live inside of our heads, but it's not reality, you know. And the last one is um, to be able to try like mindful strategies and validating. Again, I know it sounds kind of the same thing, you know, but um, when you pretty much validate your emotions, and you, how can I say it? When you're feeling overwhelmed and disorganized in your mind and with your emotions, sometimes journaling helps tremendously. I had a client who said, you know, I don't want to journal because I don't want anyone reading my books when I die uh, or her journals, I should say. And he said, it's understandable. You can write one, uh, you can get one sheet of paper, you know, write your emotions, but always end it with a compassion statement and then you can shred it. You don't have to keep them. It's up to you. Every person is very different, you know? Um, but I think ending your journal with a compassion, compassionate statement um, gives it like that little cherry on the top, like, you know, and that's who I love because I love myself or whatever it is, you know, however it is you want to word it. Um, but there's so many ways, you guys, there's so many ways for us to learn how not to numb if it's you or if it's somebody, a lot of adolescents um, or young kids, uh, I mean, human beings in different ways, numb, cutting. When someone cuts, that's the way of numbing, feeling like, you know, they're cutting because that pain is removing them mentally from what they're emotionally feeling, you know? Um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of help. There's a lot of resources in our world. Um, I think honestly that we have more resources now than ever. And sometimes I think we don't take advantage of them. But like I said, if you ever need to reach out to someone and you are embarrassed to contact that national helpline and you can say your name or maybe you want to change your name or it's up to you if you're embarrassed. Um, it's 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and they are available to you. Um, and you know, it's there. You can just pick up your cell phone and call and ask questions, say, I need help. Or if someone needs help, then you can give them this resource, this, you know, but either way, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, and I know that being a human being, is beautiful, but sometimes can be a little challenging. But there's more beautiful things in our life than chaos, I think. I think. 
But either way, you guys, just take care of yourself. Take care of yourselves as much as you can. You deserve it. Your kids deserve it. This world deserves it. You're important in this world. And I know sometimes we want to hear validations from others in our lives, but you have to be the first one to be responsible to give yourself that validation because maybe it's going to take a long time for someone to validate you. You don't wait for that. You do it on your own, okay? So thank you. I wish you the best in everything that you do. Know that you are worthy and you are loved and you are important in this world. Adios. much for listening you can follow me on instagram at chicana moms podcast chicana health coach and la chicana therapist please leave your feedback i would love to hear from you rate us on itunes an anchor or soundcloud or anywhere where you can listen to podcasts adios